This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Getting up, getting out, or only just getting home? It's Joy Weekend Breakfast. A very warm welcome back to Joy Weekend Breakfast, Chase Sarah. Good morning, Chase, and thank you for getting up this morning. Oh, it's okay. I'm an early riser, so this is actually, I've been up for a little while. It's so good to be back, though. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, we, um, we were hoping to get you on a couple of weeks ago, so I've got to say, you're based up in, in New South Wales, and you I flew am. all the way down here to Victoria to see that wonderful concert that we went to with Nile Rogers, Sheik, and Shaka Khan. Yeah, I. so I was at... A couple of weeks ago, actually, it was more than a couple of weeks ago now, I was at the local theatre watching Shrek the Musical with my parents. And I was in the bathroom and I heard someone over talk, I overheard someone talking saying, Oh, yeah, like, um, Nile Rogers and Sheik and Shaka Khan are coming to Melbourne. And I'm like in the cubicle store listening to this freaking out going, What? And I walked out and I told my mum, like, I have to look this up because if it's real, I have to go. And if I didn't hear that person, I wouldn't have really known about it. I didn't see it advertised anywhere. So shout out to that person at Shrek. Oh. And um, yeah, I there was like no doubt in my mind that I had to fly down and go. And then I actually found out that they played in Sydney, so I didn't need to fly oh, down. And you could have stayed up there. <laughs> it, was, it was good like to have a weekend away and make a whole weekend of it because yeah. it was a very special night. A great, great venue as well. So I've got to ask you, from Chase, people will know you from a lot of the songs we play here on Joy, particularly Midnight, which is one of the ones you're most well known for. But mm. what are musical influences? You know, did you get inspiration from, from that gig with Nile Rogers and, and the Sheik team? Yeah, I mean, I think that's why it was so special as well, because I was listening to every single song that was played, um, you know, particularly all of the songs that Nile Rogers has worked on and produced. And I'm like, this is just, this is my entire world. So like yes. Every single song yeah. here is, I could, if I was to put a playlist together of like the songs that inspired my music or just influenced me and my personal music taste, it was pretty much every single song of their discography. Um, so that, that was, you know, really special thing for me. And I think so many other artists as well, like, Donna Summer and Diana Ross and all those disco icons, Whitney Houston as well. And just, I feel like a lot of my music inspiration comes from back in the 60s, 70s, 80s. Um, I don't know. I think it might be a product of, you know, when I I grew up dancing, um, my dance teacher absolutely loved that music. Um, So I owe it a lot to her because, you know, she kind of was the one that made me familiar with all that music, but also my parents love disco music and 70s and 80s so i think that's where it came from um but yeah they're all you know chic shaka khan and all those icons are just who i've always listened to and referenced making my own music but then i guess also with a blend of like modern artists who are really killing it at doing modern disco like sg lewis and um Catronada and all those you know they're just kind of the modern funk um, pioneers, I guess. So, mm. yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a blend of both. I, I draw inspiration from a lot of different places and, like, depending on what song I'm making, 
the inspiration, you know, one could be more of a 70s track that I'm referencing, one's more of a Kylie modern disco track. So, um, yeah, all over the place. So we, we know you're a multi-talented performer. You, you've done lots of dancing, you sing, you songwrite. Um, and you also do, people may not know this quite as much down here in Victoria, but you also do an awful lot of DJing. So mm. I do. How, how, does it, how does it feel to be performing on stage as a DJ as opposed to be uh, a singer, perhaps? Well, I get a lot less nervous. Um, I feel like <laughs> uh, I, I started out as a DJ before I started doing live shows um, when I was 18 and um, doing my HSC. My parents would drive me every Friday afternoon to um, King's Cross. And I, you know, actually I was 17, so it was before I was even 18, so I had to get to this club before um, before it opened to wow. borrow the decks and teach myself how to DJ. And then by the time the club opened, I had to be out. So um, oh. the DJing goes back a long way. Um, and I think I'm, I, I love it so much. Like the feeling that like nervous excited buzz before going on stage DJing still hasn't gone away for me um even though it feels like second nature um so yeah I I absolutely love it I think there is that element of like I feel like I'm just being able to play the music that I love and listen to the music I love and it doesn't really feel like a job or work which is awesome and time goes so quickly um it's a really different feeling to performing my own music and singing and dancing and um I feel like when I'm doing all of that, my brain's like thinking about my costume and thinking about where I'm going next and thinking about the dancers around mm. me. And uh, I love both, but for very different reasons, you know, and I, I think it's very dependent on the venue as well. And sometimes DJing really suits a venue and a crowd more. And then other times people are more wanting to see a show than just hear music. And that's when singing in a live show suits. So I really love that I'm able to do both and that people are so re- receptive to both. That's so beautiful. They say with DJing, you kind of, you're in control of the emotion in the room and the energy in the room. Have you learned, like, is it the same vibe when you're performing live where you can tell when the audience is, or the crowd is into it and you've got them and, or when you're losing them? I, I think so, but I think I'm probably with my live shows it's generally like you have and i think this is the same for a lot of artists you have a set list and you have to rehearse that set it's kind of it's pre-done and pre-organized and a lot of people might have like a a live show director who puts it all together Mm um you kind of have to guess like i will look at a certain venue or a festival or a booking and go what do i think these people will want and i curate my set list of my own originals and covers around that but it's it's predetermined, so it's kind of like harder to you know you can read the room, but changing things on the fly isn't as easy. Whereas with DJing, you can, you can look at a crowd, decide right then and there what songs to play. If a certain song gets a certain response, it gives you a good idea of what else they'd want to hear. Um, you know, you can read the demographic better. It's yeah, I feel like it's a lot easier to be malleable when you're DJing. Whereas Shame. live shows is kind of like. If they you like said. it, they like it. If they don't know yeah. my music, they don't, they don't know it and can't sing along. It's a bit more nerve-wracking in that way because you just don't know what the response is going to be. But I think I just, from doing it a fair bit, I've come to know what venues and what sort of crowds and demographics like my music the best. 
Yeah, and okay. that's where I know, you know, where it where it suits. And then other places, I'm like, oh, this one might be better off for a DJ set because I think people just want to hear ABBA and not necessarily just Sarah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's a bit of both. It's it's cool getting to kind of choose between the two. Well, that was my next question. That do you secretly sneak on your tracks when you're DJing? Like, get it out there. I I do actually, and I why, just, why not? I yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think it's. A lot of them, like my music that I have made, because like I was saying, it's so inspired by like upbeat disco, modern pop music. It, and that's the music that I play in my DJ sets from other people. It tends to fit in well. So I'll drop it in there and I'll see who's singing along and um, who's not singing along. And uh, it's, uh, you know, sometimes I feel like it depends on the time. If it's like one o'clock in the morning and people just want to hear absolute classics i might not throw it in there but i try to include all my own originals in my dj sets because it's you know then it still feels like it's a curated show by me and it's not just you know i could be anyone playing any music Um, and i like to tie my music back in with other songs so it's it's quite fun and they're blooming good as well so you should put them in um (laughs) we're going to move on um chase we've got so this is a one-year anniversary of your ep disco runway and you've pulled together uh, a fantastic dj mix I, i quit listening to this during the week and you've got the best name ever for this this is called <laughs> zerotonin which i just think is the most amazing amazing name and it, it, it's I know, so I, apt i should have done this i don't know how i didn't come up with this a long time ago it just kind of it rolls off the tongue doesn't it? But. So just tell us, if people want to, if people want to hear um, some of uh, Chase's um, beautiful, beautiful DJ mixes, and there's a great curated DJ mix you can get from one of your downloaded services, what can people expect when they, when they listen to Zerotone in Volume 1? It's, um, I think I would say this mix very well describes me as an artist, and you can expect upbeat dance floor vibes, some throwbacks, some songs you might have forgotten about. I actually, on my Instagram, I was like, how do I explain? Like, I want something that can explain what the mix is to people before they listen to it. And the way I decided to do that was to talk about it as though it's like a wine label. So on my Instagram, I've got a little description about kind of as though I'm talking about a wine, but I'm talking about the flavors of the mix and, you know, hints of spice and sweetness so um the perfect you know, blend to get your hips moving that's, that's a good uh, a good <laughs> indicator but yeah a bunch of stuff from then and now some some originals as well um a groove city chasera remix which i absolutely love that, that one i certainly played on my dj set so uh yeah i think it's there's something in there for everyone but like i said i dropped it on friday and i think it's um you know, it's just in time for the weekend. I think that's what probably best describes it is just something to listen to when you want to have a dance or when you're having pre's or um, just to get in a good mood, really. And that's why I call them serotonin mixes because uh, it's going to be the first of a series and, you know, all, all the mixes are going to be for different places and different situations. But I guess the the thing that ties them all together is that I just want them to be feel good and make people feel happy and, um, you know, with their spirits or with the vibe. Uh, so that's kind of 
what I'm going for with the series. Well, you've certainly cracked it, Chase. It, it's an amazing set of mixes. Um, we're out of time. Thank you ever so much for joining us this morning on Joey Kembrecki. Best of luck curating volume two uh, of the Zerotonin mixes. And uh, yeah, we've got to get you back down into Victoria and we'll see you in the studio another time. Yeah. But thanks for joining 2024, us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Chase, Sarah, um, thanks for joining us on Brecky this morning. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.